Shulchan Arach we are in Simen Shin Yud, we begin Halacha Yud Aleph, section 310, we are starting the 11th Halacha. Any object that is forbidden to be moved, that is placed, and we're talking about placing it intentionally with the kavana, with the intent that it remains there, that it should remain there for the whole entire Shabbos. So if you put something forbidden, and you place it on an object that is permitted to be moved, while it is still there on Friday with the intent that it remained there on Shabbos, that causes the, the permitted object to be deemed a base, a basis for the forbidden object. As a result, the permitted object is forbidden to be moved, just as is the forbidden object itself. That's explained in section 309. Even if the forbidden object was removed from the permitted object after nightfall, in other words, after the conclusion of Benach Shmashas, when the determination of whether an object is muksa or not has already been made, it's still forbidden to move the permitted object for the entire Shabbos, says the Gemara, Shabbos, Tachmem, Dalar, Amr, Beis, 44b. Here's an example. For example, when money, and this could apply to bills, it could apply to coins, so when this money is placed on a bed, while it is still there on Friday, with the intent that it remained there on Shabbos, and the money is removed from there by a non-Jew or a child after nightfall. The bed is still forbidden to be moved throughout the entire Shabbos. The rationale is that since the bed was demuktzed during Ben Hashemashas, as a result of a person intentionally making it a base for a forbidden, for a forbidden article, it is demuktzed for the entire Shabbos. A different ruling applies, however, it's different if the money was not on bed at the beginning of but rather was placed there afterwards by a non-Jew or a child. Even if the money was placed on the bed with the consent of the Jewish owner, and thus he consciously had in mind that the bed would be muktz as long as the money was on it. Nevertheless, the bed may be moved if the money was removed from it. And here's the reason. The rationale is, that since the bed was not the muktza during Ben Hashemashas, it is permitted to be moved if the money is removed from it on Shabbos. I should point out the following, that in section 309 it says that a person cannot cause an object belonging to another person to be the by placing a forbidden object on it without the owner's consent, which is why we mentioned that the owner consented to it, okay, including the Allah. However, while the money is still on it, the bed is forbidden to be moved because of the prohibition against moving the money on it. One is, however, permitted to tilt the bed or shake it to cause the money to fall off. Since the uh, one does not move the money directly or have a desire for it to be in the place it is shaken onto, moving it is not forbidden. Continue the Allah afterwards. One may move the money to the place he desires. If he requires the place where the bed is located, he may move the bed while the money is on it, as explained in section 309. The Yerdal says that this leniency applies only when shaking off the money will prevent the person from using that space. So the Nath talks about it with regard to an object that is, does not become a base for a forbidden object. That ruling applies here as well because the bed does not become a base for a forbidden object since the forbidden object was not on the bed during Bena Shmashis. 
as explained in section 266. This concludes Allah Yud Allah Yud base holds that all of the above applies with regard to a bed that is not designated for money to be placed on it, or even if it is designated for that purpose, but money was never placed on it. In these instances, moving the bed is permitted because thought alone does not cause an object to become forbidden. If, however, a bed is designated for money, and we should point out that in Kalim, the term bed, mita, was also used by our sages to describe a bed-like surface in which articles were stored. Our subsection, as well as subsection 11, are all, uh, in all probability, describing this kind of so-called bed. So if a bed is designated for money, and one actually performs an act placing money on it, at least once, even during the week, it is forbidden to move the bed on Shabbos, even to use it, to perform a permitted activity or to use the space it occupies. It does not resemble other utensils designated for forbidden activities that are permitted to be moved to perform a permitted activity or to use the place they occupy. The reason for the distinction is that one need not be careful um, not to use other utensils for other permitted purposes aside from those for which they were designated. By conscience, a person is wary not to use a bed that is designated for money for any other purpose. He sets aside a place for the bed so that it won't be moved for another purpose. Thus, it resembles objects that are muksa because of the possibility of financial loss, which are forbidden to be moved, even to perform a permitted activity or to use the space they occupy, as explained in section 308. There are authorities who differ with this. Mitzvah Shemel will see in the next year. This concludes today's share.